Okay, everyone. Welcome to episode 24 of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I'm Kenzie. And today uh, it is going to be uh, what if scenarios. A kind of like how uh, a, you know, if certain characters were to stay or something like that. Would the series have gone on? How would they have been different? That kind of thing. You know, if a certain character, you know, didn't die or didn't leave. Uh, how would it, how would the show like maybe worked a little differently? I mean, I'm thinking of, like Tasha Yar when I think of this scenario. Yeah. Uh, mainly Tasha Yar, or, you know, if say Harry Kim was the one who was gone from Voyager instead of Kess. Yeah. Um, like, you know, what if he would have ever been promoted from Ensign? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Uh, it was just, it's an experiment as we go uh, <laughs> kind of thing, which is okay. Um, it's fine with me. So, um, so to and get even into- like, I mean, a lot of the plot points of like Star Trek in general mm-hmm. are even what if scenarios, right? Like what if Picard would have been given deep space nine instead of Cisco? Mm-hmm. What if uh, someone else would have become Locutus instead of uh, Picard or like, yeah, you know, can, yeah. It's like, all these scenari- bad. yeah. Cause I like, I like I like what if scenarios, I do, and it's and it's really yeah, and I like those episodes that you know have the have the uh, where history goes a little differently than than normal time. All does. of JJ Abrams' like story timeline is all what if scenario. Like what if what if Kirk's dad died? What if you know he doesn't want to join Starfleet? What about this? Like, mm-hmm. what if what if. Uh, yeah. Spock decided to stick with Vulcan schooling and stay in the academy there rather than joining Starfleet. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much what it's going to be, how we would feel about those kind of scenarios. So to get in touch with us, it's pretty simple. Simply email us at tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email. We'll gladly read it. And, you know, any feedback you have or writ- on written, you can put a comment on our Facebook and Instagram posts, um, handle us TC Trekkies pod for both platforms um, and stuff like that. And on YouTube as well, there's a little comment section on when the episodes on YouTube. So any comments there can be read as well. And then to send us voice messages, go to anchor.fm slash twin cities Trekkies, click on that little message button, enable your microphone and start recording your voice. Um, <laughs> Granted, like we said in the last episode, if you have a completely an hour to kill and you have a lot of things to say, we'll definitely dedicate the episode to you. So, <laughs> and how like, we would probably like, break it up and you know, yeah, and, uh, react to everything you have to say separately. But you should do you, like an episode format. I don't know if you can record on Facebook. You got to do like a, a live podcast once, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe invite people to join a little watch party and talk with us. Yeah, totally. Interesting. That, or going on Twitch or however people like to do that and yeah. just have like a, a little hangout sesh talking yeah. about stuff. Yeah. Kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, greet that kind of thing. That'd be interesting to do. We can definitely do that down the line. That's perfectly fine. I know that some people do do what they, they actually broadcast their uh, podcast episodes live and then do like a separate file for it later. Yeah. Uh, so I know certain Star Trek podcasts like to do that and then do a separate audio file that's like 
comes out about six or seven hours later, you know, yeah. you know, and it's, yep. But yeah, that's definitely fine. But keep in mind that any feedback you do leave written or verbal may be featured in a future episode of Twin Cities Trekkies. Okay, so what if scenarios? Um, this is kind of like an up open-ended topic because there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I was like, do we want to focus on it kind of by series? Like they like key what if scenarios from each series that we wonder about. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, definitely. Just to like kind of organize it a little bit. Because it's yeah. like I, I'm always all over the place. I feel like Star Trek is wonderful for this right like it just like piques the imagination like my dad and I would sit around and talk so much about like just talking about what if scenarios are like what if this happened differently I mean Voyager was just all about that like what if they would have found like wormholes to get them home like I mean there's literally episodes exploring all of that like yeah like changing the course of how the show even plays out even to the end (laughs) like yeah with different what if scenarios like Mm-hmm. and i think it's, it's endless so it's like easy to get overwhelmed so i i would think like breaking it out like that would be good yeah and i'm gonna start what if jeffrey hunter had sucked with star trek after the first pilot yeah um that's one thing for certain um like i'm friends with his son on facebook his name is oh chris. really yes that's um cool. I, yeah his name is chris oh nice. so <laughs> it's kind of cool that actually speaking of chris hunter shout out to you by the way he's actually met anson mount from oh. the he's actually met anson mount and actually gave him gave him his approval that's super cool yeah i actually know his son so uh chris hunter so but i'm thinking about if he had stuck around i mean granted is there's many different stories about why he didn't do the second pilot um like one like i think i think gene roddenberry had said it was his wife who told him not to do more oh that's <laughs> I, funny i heard that story but then i also heard other stories that he was like more of a movie star than he was a tv star yeah i think uh, that was a big thing back then like people mm-hmm. deciding having a very hard line between those two parts of their life like do i want to be movie star or tv which back then i think especially in the 50s and 60s it was a huge deal to be a movie star. And I think more people wanted that than TV because TV was just starting to take off and wasn't seen as, as glamorous as a movie star. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and it's like, they probably thought that TV was underneath them. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. think, I think it would have been very interesting had the, had uh, Jeffrey Hunter stuck with, but then the whole rest of the cast were the same people, like Nimoy, the Forrest Kelly, yeah, like just everyone except who was in the second pilot, you know, including um, and then 
like Nichelle Nichols and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But the only person who was recast was um, was 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 stuck around was Jeffrey Hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got Christopher Pike with Spock and Bones and and Sulu and Chekhov and and Uhura and Scotty. Uh, I think that would have been an interesting. I think it would have worked a little bit differently because you know when we meet Pike in the first pilot, he's a very tired kind of captain he's sick of being the captain he wants to do something else yep but then after Talos 4 he changes into this completely different character you know he's more at peace with what he's doing you know yeah and all it took until being captured by Talosians to make that happen but (laughs) but uh, I think so with, I think the dynamic would have been different, you know. Yeah. Obvi- obviously, Pike being in the chair probably wouldn't have happened in mm-hmm. in, in the universe, but uh, definitely, it probably dynamic would have been a little bit different, you know. Uh, I don't. I I I know that probably Pike probably would have done the same thing Kirk had done in the search for Spock, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Granted, um. Like say sacrifice everything for Spock because from we saw in Discovery and you know stuff like that, Pike really went to bat for him too. Mm-hmm. So uh, bat for Spock back then too. So yeah, it's like I think that would have been like um, still there. I'm not sure how he would reacted with McCoy. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe the same way he did with Boyce. Maybe, like, you yeah. Know. <laughs> so, I think definitely. Um, what are your thoughts about that? In the original series, I just feel like there's not a lot that I've thought like would be different, except like what if they were just stuck with the original pilot people, and that what like what a like what if they would have kept to number one as a as a woman and you know played it out? Would it have finally caught on and people would have been? like okay with it like would it have forced people to advance a little bit societally seeing that being like okay fine I could deal with seeing a woman in power like would that have changed a lot of social things if they would have pushed for it really hard because that was the biggest thing with that that I always wondered about I'm like what if they would have actually you know put their foot down and played ahead of the times like really hard like truly in a futuristic way being like no we are like we believe this would be the case in the future so deal with it would have people in general been more accepting of women in powerful positions then rather than Mm -hmm. kind of giving in being like yeah it's a bit much for the time right let's let's scrap it start over and that being a little different but they tried but there was a lot of that like just like what if scenarios like what if what if it, instead of just having like a, a black woman being in a pretty like potent position on the starship? What if it, we had a black captain? What if Cisco was somebody that was like, like we had our first like black captain? Would that have been super unacceptable? Of course, during that time, like people yeah. probably would have freaked out. But at the same time, for a show that's supposed to be ahead of its time, like and be yeah. in the future, like they definitely played it a they played it to the time which makes sense but given like that period of production there's definitely like that weird feeling of like what if 
they would have been a little more like forward thinking with the characters. They tried for the time, like, but what if it had been a little more extreme, like for the time and stuck with it? Yeah. And when you're saying that, Kenzie, I'm thinking of like something that happened like that was prominent in the 70s. The trying to get the um I'm a huge history buff. So um trying to get the equal rights amendment passed. If they had stuck with um, the original cast for the first pilot, I think probably they would have cited Star Trek as the reason to pass the equal, oh, rights, yeah. am- equal rights Amendment back in the early 70s. I um, honestly think for a show like that, if they would have, they would have been very like milestone. I mean, just looking at how like having Hora and Kirk like kissing in that show was a huge deal. I mean, that was like, yeah. I mean, I was a kiss felt around the world. Like everybody was so mind blowing that someone would even do that. Mm-hmm. And that it was like an awesome thing. And it changed society because of it. And I think if they would have stuck with having a woman in power in the show, and I think it honestly would have forced people to be much more accepting quicker. TV was a huge influencer during that time. Like yes. that's mainly how people saw different perspectives. Most mm-hmm. people weren't traveling around meeting new people. You're not living in areas where there's probably very diverse, unless you were in like a bigger cities or living somewhere where, you know, you had a lot more people coming in. Most people lived in their little nuclear families, like in areas where everyone looked just like them. And yep. seeing something like Star Trek was probably this cool, like, to them, a thought experiment, like these what if scenarios to them where they're like, wow, like what if scenarios push people to think a little differently about situations? And I think if they would have stuck with it, I think it would have created probably an alternate timeline for social aspects of humanity here on Earth. Oh, but, yeah. And then again, who knows? Like, the fact that they even tried it, even bring, like what makes me think it would have been a huge deal is the fact that they even tried mm-hmm. was huge. Like, them just even trying that once had an impact so like if they would have stuck with it i can imagine it would even have more of an impact oh yeah totally i completely agree with that so and hopefully now um i mean granted it's more commonplace now that you see women in power yep but yeah it's more commonplace but But there'll always be something that feels kind of under we're still dealing with it now like underrepresented people or like it like kind of erased from history kind of people like avoiding like representing them like Mm -hmm. i would say people still with we've had previous episodes about this like the gay community like i mean it's people being represented across like the lgbtqa community like what if in deep space nine garrick and bashir actually did have their relationship flesh out like and they were successfully represented like as a as a gay couple on that show like openly like they were kind of implying and writing them for a while until like rick berman was like nope out of here quit writing them that way and it's stuff like that where i'm like thinking of like how impactful it is to have representation and how positive it is to see somebody like that like or if they would have more explicitly represented um Dax is more of like this, like this trans person, like non-binary person as well. Like on both sides of that, like her character technically is, but they try not to like touch that as like a an actual topic. 
And I feel like if they would have embraced that more and worked with that, that like in, in TNG too with um with uh Riker and his relationship with that that alien race that was like non-binary too. That's mm-hmm. that that was another like big deal. But what if they would have been more like forward about it? Like yeah it played more with it than like trying to make it more socially acceptable for the time. Like, yeah, they're non-binary, but she basically, I mean, she looks traditionally female anyway, just to like make people feel comfortable and which isn't always the case, but it could also be the case too. But there's a lot of the social what if scenarios I think about in Star Trek. Like what if they would have played this out differently? Yes, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I think about the original series. Yeah, definitely. What if, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm going to move on to the next generation or wait a minute. Let's go back a little bit. You know, during the first, before the motion picture ever came out, mm-hmm. uh, there was a ton of plans to like, you know, either make it a TV movie to revive Star Trek after being yeah. success in syndication, stuff like that. One of the things that was going to happen was going to be a new television series. Uh, Star Trek Phase Two. Oh, yeah. Actually, the pilot um, for that show ended up being the motion picture. Um, it's called oh, in, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's a revised version of that uh, pilot script um, called In Thy Image, which eventually became. <laughs> here's, a, here's a funny scenario: is that they were they pitched it to Michael Eisner, who was the head of Paramount in the in the in the mid seventies. And he, he stomps down and says, we've been looking for a Star Trek movie for five years and this is it. Yeah. And that's what became. The motion picture became what phase two was going to be. I mean, everything was going to be updated. Um, like the Enterprise was different and stuff mm-hmm. like that and stuff like that. Uh, there's a scenario in which phase two happens. They made a new, there was going to be a cornerstone of a new television show, television network um, called the Paramount Television Service. Um, it's a precursor to the UPN <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, they were going to have a Star Trek show as that's cornerstone. It was going to oh. air on, yeah, it was going to be, it was going to be uh, Star Trek phase two, going to have everybody back except for Leonard Nimoy, which at that time he was suing Paramount actually for oh. unauthorized un, I know about the history about certain I'm sorry I'm a history buff so yeah like he was suing Paramount because for unauthorized uh use of his likeness as Spock oh. at the time so uh because apparently he had been what had happened was how that whole happened is um he was in London with his wife his then wife and um it's not Susan Bay, it's a different woman. And he was there with um, Henry Fonda, very legendary actor, yep. and, his, and his wife. And Henry Fonda tells Leonard Nimoy, hey, do you know, you're, are you getting proceeds from these billboards? And, oh, man. And it was, it, 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 yeah, it was a, it was a um, promo of Heineken beer. And it was a picture of Spock drinking the beer. Uh, so, so much wrong with that. Yeah, so much <laughs> wrong with it. 
Aesthetically the adult can't even process uh, yeah, it's a ceremonial <laughs> alcohol. It doesn't even affect them really. They're yeah. the elves of the elves of the alien world. Yeah. So during the during the original series, uh, Leonard Nimoy got you know proceeds from licensing of Spock's likeness and stuff like that. But then after the show ended, Paramount kept on st- still making uh, money off of his likeness. But he had no, they had no right to do it. So he ended up filing a lawsuit with them. And the only reason why he appeared in the motion picture was that they settled the lawsuit. Okay. Yeah. Wild. It was. I don't know how much the money. The money was probably like millions and millions of dollars. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, but um, but definitely. uh, So phase two happens. It was going to be on a Saturday. It was going to be on Saturday nights. Um, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Because Saturday night was because Saturday night actually back in the seventies was actually a popular night for television. Yeah, people get together with their families. That's how you party. You everyone watch TV together. Yeah, exactly. So Saturday night used to be a very popular night for television. So uh, it's not anymore. Yeah. It usually is like Thursday or Monday for sure, mm-hmm. but not Saturday anymore. So there was going to be stories that were going to be very ambitious stuff like that, but it was kind of a little dated. And stuff like that, but it would have been exciting because William Shatner was only signed up for 13 episodes and that was it. Huh. So because you know he's a greedy, he's a greedy person. So, yeah, like yeah. Shatter, everybody. <laughs> yeah, William Shatner, he's greedy. I mean, granted, back in the 70s, he was kind of struggling. Yeah. But, yeah, but um, but definitely with that and stuff like that. That's so an interesting uh, what if. Yeah. Yeah. It's instead, like, they, just they a had, show rather than a movie. Yep. They had, they was going to have three new characters. There was going to be a Vulcan named Zahn to replace Spock. Yep. And there was going to, and then Decker and Ilea, who ended up being in the motion picture. Mm-hmm. But uh, it would have been interesting to see um, a new dynamic with a new Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially definitely. if it's going to be a full Vulcan rather than half Vulcan. Yep. It was going to be a full Vulcan. Yep. Hmm. He was going to be a full Vulcan and stuff like that. And it was going to be interesting. And, you know, we all know that the Decker and Ilea kind of love thing evolved into Riker and Troy for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so we have a, uh, if that happens, I don't, if that had happened, I don't think, I think Star Trek probably would have been dead right there. Yeah. Because I think that would have been a very without having a very big cinematic piece for people to get into, especially in a time where movies were just so much bigger than TV. Yeah. I now it's like the opposite. It's like I feel like people much more appreciate TV series than movies. Mm-hmm. Even like people like to have that access. But yeah, I think Star Trek would have probably fallen apart if they just tried to make more TV without making movies yeah because that time we had star wars and close encounters of the third kind yeah you have to definitely combat that yeah and definitely that's why the motion picture happened so (laughs) yeah yeah that could have been that would have scenario could have ended with star trek laying down and dying rolling over yeah, uh, yeah, and I think, and I remember, and I, I mentioned this that before. almost nearly happened in the two thousands, mm-hmm. like it, with Enterprise and the last like TNG movie, and it's like that that definitely like fizzled mm-hmm. out there near the end. Where I was like, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, I worried about Star Trek kind of going away because it kind of became very not popular. 
Mm -hmm. I'd meet so many people that just did not know or care about Star Trek. And it was kind of sad. And then J.J. Abrams came and like decided to liven it up and be like, hey, remember this, guys? Yeah, I remember Kirk and Spock. Well, here they are again. Yep, here they are again. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, it definitely. And speaking of the films, and you know, so you know, there was a concept that was gonna be um after the final frontier kind of bombed at the box office. Um I mean, granted, it was number one movie and when it first came out, but then it went after that. Yeah. I mean, it's I love- like the worst nightmare for any movie. It's like, oh, you spent all this money and it sucked in the yeah. box office. Yeah, it was number one when it came out, but then it, after that. <laughs> but uh, there was a concept that Harv Bennett, which I forgot to mention last time we recorded, which was about the influences of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Harv Bennett has a big part in the keeping the franchise alive. Yeah. So, so when Harv Bennett was, was offered to do the sixth film, he wanted to do a prequel set during the years of Starfleet Academy with, with the characters. Yeah. And how they got to the Enterprise, that kind of thing, how they all met kind of thing granted that was kind of like revisited in 2009 but <laughs> yeah and actually happened but uh he wanted to do that kind of story paramount said no we kind of want the original series cast to do one more movie to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the yeah. franchise and hard bennett fought and fought and he ended up not doing he ended up leaving star trek after the fifth film so um so he ended up leaving in 1990 so from the franchise so um and he wanted to do it so bad you know and and he and paramount just said no and it's kind of like you know and it was i guess it was envisioned as like a top gun version of star trek (laughs) uh, at one point you know (laughs) And they had oh, actually, yeah. and the writer of this version probably would have been David Lowry, who wrote The Final Frontier. So, um, so it would have been a Top Gun in space, you know, meeting the Enterprise crew and stuff like that. And it would have been like a framing story for McCoy at Starfleet Academy, uh, giving a commencement address. So, uh, <laughs> I think Star Trek. I don't think that movie would have done very well. Yeah. I don't think people would have cared. No, I don't think they would have cared either. I mean, granted, we had a prequel movie about 19 years later. So, but I think people cared more about learning about these characters then because they were trying to like mm-hmm. reconnect people with, you Star know, Trek, yeah. the original series characters. And I think doing that prequel made a lot of people care more, being like, who are these people? How do they act? Or at least in this timeline like that's really mm-hmm. cool and now i have an appreciation for them i think we care a lot more about backstory and the details of characters now than in the past yes yes and you know we yeah we i mean grand prequel i just still exists in hollywood yes we, it's it, terrible it's it, it's it's terrible you know we get like okay it, I, I don't think it's necessarily prequel itis as it is reboot itis yeah because because I mean, granted, we've had franchises that have been rebooted like several times. Like, um, I can 
like the Terminator franchise. Yeah. You know, after the second one, everyone seems to think, okay, three, it's not gonna it's not gonna acknowledge the first two. Or um like the recent one that came out last year, um, like a couple years ago, you know, mm-hmm. ignore what came before and you know, do this whole thing. Like, you know, it's yeah, some franchises- trying really hard to play off of the success, like Home Alone three had nothing to do with the original like home alones and like yeah like later there's like a random uh halloween movie that has nothing to do with the other halloween storylines too and it's like when they try really hard to like make like a storyline off of something else and being like let's reboot this other people it's like ah you gotta be careful with that like yes think about what you're doing yeah (laughs) great power comes great responsibility folks Yes. All right. So there is one thing from Next Generation that I kind of want to mention. It is Tasha Yar. Mm-hmm. So during the first season, Denise Crosby kind of hated being Tasha Yar. Yeah. It was very well documented that she really hated it. I mean, even though uh, she would be like, she would be there day after day, you know, she, you know. <laughs> And she hated it. And yeah, that's tough. So Gene, Rod- so he, she goes to Gene Roddenberry and says, "You know, I kind of want to get out of this six-year deal you made. You had me sign here, because all the cast members were signed for six years. Yep, when they first started. And uh, so Gene Roddenberry obliged by her request, and we got the episode Skin of Evil as a result. So." <laughs> Here's the scenario. What if that didn't happen? <laughs> what yeah. If, what, if, what if she actually went to Gene Roddenberry and said, hey, I want to do more with my role here. I need to, like, what can you do to help me, you know? Like my character more? The, yeah. You could tell the camera loves her. You know, yeah. When, I know. And, like, a lot of people loved her as a character. That's why it's, like, tough to be, like, why do you not like it? It sucks when when you have a character that people really like and they don't like it back like i mm-hmm. see like harrison ford not being the biggest fan of him constantly being associated with han solo but it's like you know it's hard to get away from but at least it seemed like he enjoyed being that character yeah during the time but it's hard if it's like you like a character but while they're playing it they're like yeah i'm not not a fan yeah so yeah so i think um I think it would have been interesting had VR stayed. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been interesting, you know. I think she said she said after the episode was made, the way that she and Worf had that interaction in the beginning of Skin of Evil. Yeah. If, she, if they had been more like that, she would have stayed. She said yeah. that, she said she she said that. So she had she wanted to stay and stuff like that, but she just she needed to go on because all she was doing there was standing there for 15 hours a day saying, aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. It's like you could have done more with it, guys. Yeah. You could that have definitely more. feels like a flop on their end, just being like, you mm-hmm. had this character potentially and you didn't do anything with it. And then hindsight's 2020, and people are like, oh man, like you could have done so much with it. It's like, yeah, it would be nice if we would have realized that during the time yeah. we were filming. Yeah, I wish we realized that. Yeah. I mean, granted, I think it probably would have been interesting to see, you know. I yeah. think I don't think we would have seen Kalar. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Worf probably and I think 
this is my opinion. I think uh, Worf and Yar probably would have been an interesting couple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, or, or Yar and Data, definitely. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Fully like functional. Shipping potential couples with her, like her character yeah. would be cool. Yeah, you know, it's either one of those two. I think either one of those two would have been a great couple, you know, and stuff like that. We probably would never have gotten uh, Jazia in that scenario mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or, Kalar, yeah. or, or Kalar. Uh, in that scenario, um, if Yar had stayed, um, yeah, like yeah, um, oh yeah, and then the other one, uh, Diana, Mal- uh, Doctor Pulaski, um, yeah, if, if she, what, had, she just would have never existed, never existed or stayed, or st- yeah, if she would have stayed, like that's yeah. always like a weird play to see that go. It's like what if, what would the show have been like if she would have stayed? Mm-hmm. Like would things gotten a little more comfortable dynamic wise. Yeah, because you know, especially um, I think by the time they would figured it out. Yeah, eventually they would have figured it out because you know, she uh didn't really like Picard that much. You know that either. You know she didn't like Data at first. You know eventually, Mm -hmm. eventually, eventually she came to have a mutual respect for Data as well as Picard because you know you know because Picard and Pulaski clashed a few times about about the way he ran things versus how she knew how to run, run things around. But uh, I think it probably would have like been like um, you know interesting to see that you know evolve better, you know it would have been interesting to see if you know how you know and then she had like a thing for Wharf too. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got a thing for Wharf. <laughs> yeah, she like a- everyone at some point just says a little weird about Wharf. Yeah, so she had a thing for Wharf too, you know, because you know she kept her uh, Klingon measles diagnosis secret from captain picard yeah that was very and, nice yep and you know treated her with the klingon tea ceremony which mm-hmm. by the way they have tea uh, which, yeah it, another it, another food thing yeah like. but it's poisonous to humans so that's why i didn't mention it yeah so but definitely um yeah it's 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 kind of interesting to see that happening but yeah i think probably it would have been eventually you know more relaxed and stuff like that yeah know? yep it would have been interesting to see how she would have, like, you know, handled, like, characters like Dr. Russell and the episode Ethics or, you know, stuff like that. You know, she yeah. probably with worse back injury and stuff like that. Speaking, I mean, speaking of Ethics, that was one of my, for, like, what if scenarios with that Next Generation would be, like, what if Data never got his rights to be, like, his oh, yeah. own, yeah. like, what yeah. if that, that trial wouldn't have gone well? And it was, like, actually, you do belong, you're kind of considered property of, mm-hmm. of like, the scientific community of the Federation. So, yeah, well, you are going to get taken apart by Data. Like, oh, would, yeah. would they have made other Datas then? Would he have gone away, like, yeah. and be used for, like, like, sci- like study? And it would, it would, what a weird, like, realm. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that because I had to speed dumb but i'm like i like i always thought about that i'm like what if he would have lost that and it's like well technically you are a creation uh like a byproduct that like even though you've become sentient like you still technically belong to the federation like science academy so yeah definitely yeah yeah the measure of a man goes a different way yeah and he's no longer on the show and stuff like that yeah 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 um there's actually um book is called um i forgot the name of it now it's one of the uh myriad universe uh, anthologies 
written by Pocket Books, um, in which that scenario actually played out. And, oh. Yeah, and deals are everywhere and stuff like that, and stuff like that. It's like a, it's like a what if scenario book mm-hmm. series. So there's only like three novels, but cool um, though. Yep, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I was going to say something about that. Yeah, if what, what if Crusher stayed? You know. Yeah. And I think of the episode, the Dauphine from the second year. How would she have given? Um, Wesley advice about um, romantic relationships. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how she would have reacted to, you know, her son being of age to date somebody or, you know, go yeah, out Yeah, that would have been very different. Yeah. Like seeing, having, seeing those moments in in different series, like, mm-hmm. that's a tough conversation. Like, seeing Cisco do that with the, his son is, like, tough, too. Yeah. I would be interesting to see that happening. Yeah. So um back and, and on the DS9. Um mm-hmm. the more the one that everyone seems to think I have a what if scenario about is um Jadzia. Yeah. And uh, you know, the <laughs> the wrenching. Like yeah, why the, I love it, her character. Yeah, and it's <laughs> And good old Rick Berman is the responsible for her death. Yep. Yeah, because she wanted to go. I mean, she wanted she wanted to be a more recurring character. In the yeah. Final. I mean, they offered her season seven. Everyone else had signed on, but not her. She wanted to have Jedzia be a more recurring character in the final year. Yeah. And Rick Berman said no. No. And if you don't like it, tough tough crap you're you're yep. gone you're gone <laughs> and that's how it all came like that but what if she actually got her wish and actually was a got her wish and actually uh stayed and actually did the recurring character uh, status i think she probably would have been an interesting way how to play baseball yeah um, <laughs> You know, and stuff like that, and you know, other things. I I think it would have made the show feel better near the end. Like, I yeah. think people really like grew to like her character, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of made people. I think that was like the start of the beginning of the end type of feelings, where it's like making kind of bad decisions based on your own like personal like misgivings about people you're working with. And then you start feeling that throughout the series that follow. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think she probably would have gotten her wish and stuff like that. Um, I think probably, you know, towards the end of that episode where she dies, you know, she, um, I think probably she would have had a baby. You know, yeah. we would have had a baby. Um, like, it would have been interesting to see a Klingon true mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, uh, mixed baby. I think probably that would have happened. Um, event, it, cool. it probably would have happened. Um, because I know that towards the end of the episode, you know, Bashir tells Jadzia, "I see like a lot of improvements in your whatever it is." Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I just think about it when I think about Deep Space Nine. Is like, what if Picard went to you know as mm-hmm. Lacutus, like killed Cisco's wife, or like you know attack Deep Space Nine? Like, what if that would never happen? And I don't think Cisco would have ever become you know, have mm-hmm. like deep, like managing Deep Space Nine, it would have likely been Picard 
and yeah. like how different that story would have been if oh. it was just like that completely yeah. different story i though yeah. i would pay to see picard in Gultukat like have yeah. uh, interactions i'd love to see that that's like way more a totally different dynamic yeah, it's like how he would handle the Dominion make me. Think, yeah. yeah. How he would handle the Dominion makes me think too. And you know, how mm-hmm. he would, I think he might have handled it a little differently. But yes. it, yeah. But I think, I don't know. I don't know how he would have reacted had he had been in charge of DS9. So, yeah. Very yeah. different. I think, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of like how he would do in a much more open space like that. Like I think Cisco did a good job of being friendly while also still being firm with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like he was good at understanding people's personal dilemmas, like dealing with all the like drama with the Bajoran and Cardassian issues and all the like weirdness of dealing with the wormhole and everything that it brought. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's really good at handling that. I don't know. I think, I mean, Picard would have handled it too, but I just feel like he's a lot more stately and like, this mm-hmm. has to be the way kind of person more than like Cisco seemed to listen a lot more and be a little more like, I understand where you're coming from like and i think we can make this work yep all right so there's two scenarios in voyager i want to mention one is and i just i just think about production what ifs too so mm-hmm. so janvier virgil who was originally cast in the role of janeway um left after one and a half days of working on the pilot um but because uh she didn't feel that she was up to the rigors of episodic television so she yeah. left and then Kate Mulgrew is hired a few weeks later a couple weeks later and then yeah, uh, it's a different show yeah it would have been a different show had John Via Bojold had been stuck with her show I mean mm-hmm. I've seen the footage of her as Janeway um, she 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 does it so soft spokenly um, yeah I Kate Mulgrew feels like the captain that Voyager needed like yeah. just very like rough and tough but laid back but also doesn't deal with bs either mm-hmm. yeah she's uh yeah so i've seen the footage of bourgeois as uh as janeway she's very soft-spoken she speaks like hello how are you um yeah yeah that kind of thing i don't think it would have been very uh successful with her being, yeah her being janeway at all um you know, it's just like, um, I don't think she would have, I, I think the dynamic of the show probably would have acted a little bit differently had she stayed. Um, because it's just, you know, it's the way she behaved as an actress. Um, I don't think Voyager probably would have been successful. It probably would have been, that probably would have been the end of Star Trek after like maybe like two, three years. Yeah. Um, of Voyager. Not when uh, it, it Everything else doesn't happen, that kind of thing. Voyager ends in 97 or something like that, and that's the end of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I feel about that. Because um, I've seen the footage of her. It's very it's very different Yeah. than, than when Kate Mulgrew does it. It's very different. I, my biggest thing with Voyager is, like, what if they would have kept, like, char- like characters? Like, what mm-hmm. if they would have never gotten Seven of Nine? Seven of Nine helped a lot, even though, like, she was brought in for ratings. Like, she helped a lot for the Voyage Home. Like, 
yep. was a big she was a big part of them getting back in a timely way because of her like her uh navigation with astronomy and being able yep. to like utilize that to play off of like the least like the, the smallest distance path like making sure that we can try to get back and utilize spatial anomalies to help bring them home quicker yes yes definitely i i mean yes she was brought in for ratings yes but you know champion uh, epic character yeah yeah so speaking of that scenario um you know there was talks that harry kim was even the one gone yeah seven of nine would have been the one added if that if if that and then garrett long god bless him goes to the the producers and says hey i'm one of the hottest women hottest men in hollywood today and it's like okay we'll keep you in we'll get rid of kess there you go Um, yeah I'm like, yeah, Kesley is kind of like, whoop, see you later. Yep. Granted, not a lot of people liked her, but I mean, like that character in general, but I don't know. I thought yeah. she was lovely and great, like a little fairy person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, granted, there are some inklings of that scenario playing out in the finale, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. I mean, with him being attacked by this species 8472 creature and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that's what's going to be the end of it. Yeah, it was going to be the end of his character. <laughs> yeah, but but you know they, you know, but then you got Jerry Ryan joined the cast and stuff like that, and you know one had to go. Unfortunately, it had to be Jennifer Lean. Yeah. But <laughs> but what if she didn't? But what if it actually didn't happen? You know, yeah. uh, Garrett Wong didn't get voted as one of the top ten men in Hollywood in '97. Uh, Harry Kim probably would have been dead a second time. Yeah. Because remember, he was killed in Deadlock. Yep. And then he came back as this, like, like this clone of a divergent uh, Voyager, you know? So, yeah, and he thinks the whole thing is so weird. It's like, you know, and then Janeway tells him, Mr. Kim, we're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. That, that's one of the lines part I actually... Yep, I love that line, you know, because the word weird comes up a lot in Voyager. Yep, weird. I mean, it is weird. There's a lot of very weird situations they have to go through. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, like Voyager, I- I'm like overwhelmed by what scenarios because there's just so many like different things that could have played out. Like, like what if they never did get sent way out and they were just like doing a normal mission like TNG? What if mm-hmm. they what if they never made it back and they just had to live their days out on this until they were rescued? What if they needed to be rescued from there? Mm-hmm. And like generations of that family, like a Voyager just lived out their days on that, or like given up and just lived on a planet and been like, whatever, we'll just stay on this planet. Yeah. You know, like what if uh like what if what if they never what if seven or nine like assimilated some people and took them away what if she never was unassimilated mm-hmm. which, we'll, if, which we'll get in Picard, hopefully yeah <laughs> yeah like uh, yeah i know that's what i'm hoping i'm like hey what if she never was assimilated like we'll see maybe you get to see that yeah exactly so yeah um I don't, I don't really have, have any for Enterprise except what if we didn't have that last episode? I'm like, yeah, what if we didn't have that episode? Or heck, even if it got renewed for a fifth year? Yeah. 
because uh, I've heard a lot of scenario. I've heard a lot of storylines that they were planning for season five, mm-hmm. which was included uh, a return to the mirror universe. Yeah, that's more, of, the, more of Empress, more of Empress Sato. Yeah, I mean, okay, I like In a Mirror Darkly, except for part two, the way it ends because it's very open ended, mm-hmm. and it feels like unresolved. Yeah, the, the the dark mirror, like the the mirror universe, feels really weird and like often under, like represent. Like I worry about like that needs to be a lot more explored because like it seems like threatening auras all the time where they're like aware. It seems like their side is more aware of infiltrating our side than the other way around. You know, like mm-hmm. they're actively trying to wage war with our side of the mirror. Yes, that would be interesting to see. A war between both universes. That would be, yeah, that would be interesting. To see. It feels like that's what it almost always is, where it's like very aggressive, like actually malicious, mm-hmm. dark mirror side, and then uh, like we're just kind of like, oh, whoops, we accidentally interacted with the mirror universe. Oh well, and then keep going, and it's like ah, uh, they seem a lot more malicious and like intent, like on messing with our timeline or our universe. Like yeah. I would be a little more worried about that. Like coming in and infiltrating us yeah and i've heard it was like you know a that more of like empress sato that kind of thing what happened to her after that episode there was also plans to bring back the kazinti from the animated series mm-hmm. um there was also plans to uh do more of a prequel to the romulan war um which sadly enterprise never got to yeah because it would have been I think the stories they would have told for that that time period. It would have been cool to learn more about it because it's mm. a huge part of Star Trek history. history. Like it's yeah. always referenced and like talk about, and it's like it's Never a huge seen. key area of drama throughout like multiple series. And it's like, what happened? Yeah, and it's and it's like we could have like seen that. It would have been probably the storylines for that kind of war would have been on pace with what the Dominion War was for DS9 and all that kind of thing. It would have been just as brutal, but just dark and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which which would have been cool. But and then also there was a Borg origin story too. I've I've heard that was there was a Borg origin story. They were which would also be cool to learn about because Borg being our greatest enemy to the Federation. We yeah. don't get a lot of story about how did that even start? What even like, mm-hmm. why did it get so big? How did no one notice it for so long? Like that is like my biggest thing too, of like how in the world did so many aliens go missing, especially ones from the Federation mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, I don't know, something happened. And it's like, oh, mass kidnappings and like mass like disappearances of like planets and people. Mm-hmm. I would start wondering, like, as a federation who is supposed to be accountable for exploring strange new worlds and, you know, yeah. kind of keeping tabs on the galaxy, it's kind of surprising that that would mm-hmm. somehow go unnoticed for so yes. long. Yes, and it would have been interesting to see what what, what happens, you know, what happened with that, because there was plans to bring back Alice Krieger from, the, for, from, from First Contact and the final episode of Voyager yeah uh to play this starfleet officer who ends up trying to find the origins of the board gets assimilated and ends up being the board queen so uh so that was a plan for that there was also plans to return to an episode of the original series um from the cloud miner miner minders the city of stratos um stuff like that so um 
and then also a star base you know destruction of the first star base that would have been another mm-hmm. one too uh yeah so um yeah so um enterprise except for that final episode and you know, all what if scenarios are abundance you know like what would they would have done if they had gotten the full seven years yeah. um yeah so it's really interesting so Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Any final thoughts? I just, I would like to hear people's what if scenarios. I, I would like. like to do, hear you ha- do you have any things that's just haunting your mind about what if they would have gone differently, or what do you wish maybe gone differently in Star Trek that would have played out? Yeah, um, yeah. And one more thing about those what if scenarios: what if Riker and the Enterprise were successful in killing? Picard as the cutest. Yeah. It would be grand. We saw a little bit of inkling of that in an episode called Parallels. Yep. But what would have happened after that? Yeah. What would have happened after he killed Picard and the Borg threat? Mm-hmm. You know, what would have happened? What a strange like, way yeah. for that to play. That'd be so weird. Yeah. The, the whole series probably would have acted a lot differently had Patrick yeah. Stewart. Because the whole thing happened because of Patrick Stewart and all. You know, yeah. Patrick Stewart having contract negotiations, and he said, "If, I, if I'm out of here, I'm going back to London." Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, granted, it probably would have happened. Uh, who knows? It would have been interesting dynamic after that. But I mean, I mean, then you then you have uh, what's her name? Uh, was it Elizabeth Dennehy playing Shelby, keeping her on the show? That would have been interesting to see how that conflict between Riker and Shelby would have continuously happened yeah. after that. So. <laughs> All right, so until next time, take care and live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Thank you.